Hello and welcome to episode 26 of the Liverpool Comedy Improv Cast with me, Ian Luke Jones. This is where we get to know the people who make up the LCI community, and today's guest is LCI regular, boss bird, and member of Broken Chair Improv, Andre Panayi. This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and wherever else you get your podcasts. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a five-star review and subscribe to the show to give us a boost and help get our name out there. Now it's time to go off script and find out Andre's true story about making stuff up. And please welcome this week's guest. She is an LCI regular and she is a member of Broken Chair Improv. Please welcome Andre. Hi. I'm so excited to have you here, Andre. We've been trying to make this interview happen for such a long time and I'm pleased that we finally managed to nail down a date to make it happen. You found me at last. <laughs> uh, interestingly, um, I noticed an advert on the LCI Instagram page earlier advertising some upcoming classes and in the background of the picture was an in-person improv picture of us in what was one of my earlier scenes at LCI. Oh really? Yes oh. we I can't remember the name of the game but we were the heads and we were on people's body we were tv hosts I think. Right I think I remember that game yeah the one where you you kind of someone else's head and they yeah. move their arms yeah I remember that one. Yeah uh, and that was that was fun, and that was one of my first sort of interactions with you as well mm -hmm. as a performer and as a person in life. So, <laughs> and uh, it made a positive impression on me. Oh, that's good. I'm I'm happy about that. <laughs> so, I want to jump straight into your improv story, and I just want to find out how did you get involved in improv comedy. Um, good question. So I think I started it about two and a half years ago okay and um so I wanted to try something new basically I just moved back to Liverpool and I thought about doing acting classes um but I was looking around in December generally courses don't start in December right. and then improv kept on coming up and I thought well that sounds terrifying but then I kind of talked myself into going. And I think my thought was, well, if I go and it's awful, I just never have to go back and I never see these people again. <laughs> and I did go and uh, I spent most of the class terrified. But I think there was some sort of weird adrenaline rush I had and I was like, I'm going back to that. And then each week, <laughs> even though it was like, this is terrifying, I still would find myself there on a Monday. And um, yeah, that's how I started improv. So you said you were looking for acting courses initially. Did you have a background in acting? Absolutely not. It was just something I thought about doing. I think I had a friend at the time. I still have this friend. Um, <laughs> but we looked, <laughs> we looked together at maybe doing kind of um, something. I think we said something a bit artsy originally. And then we were like, well, let's try acting. And then it just never came around. Like we never actually got to any classes or did anything right. and I think at this point I just wanted to try something new it was kind of my attempt of being a bit brave um and it it was yeah that that's that's why I'm here now <laughs> and so when you first got into it 
what was going through your mind? I know you said that you were you were a bit scared, sat at the back, a bit nervous. When you first got up there to do a scene, like how did it feel to just get up and just have a go at this crazy thing? I was terrified. I remember just being really scared. I don't think I've ever, have I ever been that scared? I don't know, I'm not a natural performer. I'm not someone who gets up in front of people generally. Um, and so the idea of going up there with nothing seemed really yeah. scary to me. And I remember kind of being really shaky. Um, even now, like people say, oh, I remember you, you were really scared at the beginning. Um, <laughs> and um, yeah, and I think when I got up there, I was, I was very well looked after with like the people I was with and um, I felt quite comfortable after a bit but there was it was still very scary for me I think and I remember kind of getting a laugh and be like oh this is fun like there was like a little kind of I like that uh-oh like this is kind <laughs> of this is gonna <laughs> this is this is gonna be fun like that kind of feeling yeah really. and I remember in a session in real life at the final loaf one of my first sessions and i'd done maybe two or three weeks i think and then you came along to a session and i remember the buzz in the room oh andre's back andre's back and oh, really? yeah so it was instantly you sort of came in and i could see that that people had this really warm feeling about about you and i was like oh who's this girl like What's everyone, what's everyone raving about Andre for? What's good about Andre? And then I saw you actually uh, play some games and I was like, oh, that's why everyone likes Andre. She's really good. Oh, that's really nice. I think I just kind of became part of the furniture for a while because I was going that much. Yeah. I think I missed a few weeks and I had to go um, down south for a few weeks to do a course. And um, so it was, I think, because I hadn't been, I'd been so much and then not been for a while. Yeah. It was like, Oh, she's back. So, I, so that was quite, but yeah, I feel like a bit of a celebrity now. It's exciting. Um. <laughs> and I I remember when we were in lockdown and you appeared doing a scene with Jay Suko. Mm -hmm. And like, that was quite a big deal for the LCI community. Oh, one of, one of the LCI members is doing a scene with, with Jay Suko and it got a lot of uh, really sort of positive feedback from people and you know there's a real buzz about that scene that you did yeah um gosh it's a while back now wasn't it It was last year yeah um yeah I think uh, it was Dave Escobedo got in touch with me asked if I wanted to do it and um I said yes and I think it was quite nice to do it because you don't really you know when you do zoom prof you don't really feel like anyone's there and yeah. um so that was quite it was an interesting experience. Uh, Jay was really nice. Um, and yeah, it was um, it was really fun to do. And it, the, the feedback was really nice, which was, which is always lovely, isn't it? It's yeah. Really nice. <laughs> <laughs> so how long into your improv journey was it before you discovered that, oh, there's more to this than just short form silliness? There's, there's long form and there's like some quite deep emotional scenes that can come out of this so I kind of I knew what long form was before I did it I didn't really I, I didn't really have any concept of like the games with improv and things like that before I started yeah um so I remember 
listening to an interview with you know ostentatious yeah and that was the first time I think that was the first time I'd ever heard of improv and they were like we we improvised Jane Austen novels and I thought yeah. that sounds crazy <laughs> and something I never want to do in my life when I heard about it and then I think I saw a clip of them and was like that's mad so I kind of knew about long form but had no I think I just didn't believe I could do it like that was unobtainable really yeah um and then I went to drop in did some dropping courses um not courses sorry drop-in sessions <laughs> which is all short form and then uh Emma did a um a long form course yeah and at this point I think I felt quite I think I felt a lot braver than I did and I decided to give it a go and that was quite um that was an eye-opener for me because I kind of I remember finding it really difficult at first right and being like this is this is really complicated. I think I had a strop in the pub at one point because I was just like, I just can't do it. This is too hard. <laughs> um, and then once it clicked, it was kind of like, oh, this is why this is good. Like this is, this makes sense. Um, and yeah, so I really enjoyed that kind of, um, I really enjoyed long form after that because I kind of liked the control we had and the fact that you were kind of making something that was quite long because it is, it's long form, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and I, I, I like that about it. So um, once that clicked, I think I didn't turn back then. It was, that was what I really enjoyed doing with the improv. And it's that group that you did that course with that became Broken Chair. Am I right in saying that? Yeah, a lot of us from the course uh, went on to make Broken Chair. Um, we found Ange and Mike on the way. Um, but yeah, um, Broken Chair kind of came originally from that uh, long form course all those and, years back awesome and i i didn't say this at the start but you're also a boss bird aren't you i am a boss bird yes and um, would you like to explain how you became a boss bird um how was i christened a boss bird um so there was the periscope up gig wasn't there yeah uh, which was like a week before lockdown like a couple of weeks before lockdown and um a few people had dropped out of it and Emma asked me to join um, the boss bed set and we we joined in it was really fun and then a few weeks later Emma kind of asked do, we, do you want to join boss beds and I said yes and it's been great it's been really fun. So I still remember what I believe is your first appearance as a boss bird at the Periscope Up gig because I mm -hmm. was performing with some of the LCI uh, crew as the opening warm-up act so to speak and it was the very night before lockdown and lots of people weren't coming out because uh, of fears about this mm. and that and I believe you and Ange both stepped in at the time I think yeah I think it was a couple I think the week because I think the day after they said the pubs were closing or that not closing it was like we advise you not to go to the pub because everything's okay. a bit vague and then the week after, I think they officially closed everything. But wow. yeah, I think it was at that time that it was, everyone was a bit nervous, weren't they? Yeah. Uh, but I, yeah. I interviewed Andrew a while back and we spoke about that night. And I still remember you as a kimono. <laughs> I don't know why, it just really sticks with me. I, yeah. It's fun improv, isn't it? I was a kimono. Um, 
yeah that was <laughs> that yeah I don't know um I don't know what possessed me to do that but it worked didn't it so it's yeah. fine <laughs> <laughs> so do you do you prefer a particular type of improv we, we've discussed short form and long form do you favor either or I think I probably prefer long form I okay. like short form um yeah I like short form and I think it's kind of good practice it's good like it it's kind of like um good mental warm-ups in a way I think yeah but then I like I like long form because I think um it's kind of like creating your own little sketch show or your own little narrative and that I really enjoy and then once you kind of get to know people knowing their cues and things like that is really fun um so yeah I'm definitely more of a long form person I'd say uh, than a short form person but I do like short form I I um I think it's really fun to watch and to take part in really I think that's kind of what I I enjoy like the Monday nights when we used to go it was yeah. really kind of um it was a good it was there were always really good exercises and you have to meet new people and so I enjoyed that part of it and how would you describe your sense of humor um quite silly quite puerile um <laughs> <laughs> I I think yeah I'm I think I'm just generally quite a silly person um and I don't know I don't know if it's a particularly good sense of humor but I I always just like things to be as stupid as possible um I think as well I like quite absurd things as well like I like things that are a bit odd um but yeah that's that's me <laughs> so what are some of your what are some of your comedy influences then in improv just just in comedy in general in comedy in general okay so um well I think I kind of heard about improv and like improv comedy through like watching and like American sitcoms because they're very heavily influenced by like the improv scene there aren't they yeah like and things like watching like Saturday Night Live and stuff like that and kind of thinking probably just going on like um googles and be like oh they did improv what's that so that's <laughs> probably where it comes from so people like um amy poehler and tina fey i think they're brilliant and if you look at their improv sets like there's a couple online they're really good yeah. and then if you watch their tv programs as well so if you watch like 30 rock like the amount of jokes per minute is just <laughs> phenomenal and i think that's really good yeah I like I like kind of that I think probably if we're, if we're looking at it from an improv perspective that would definitely be I, w I don't know I don't know how much they they've influenced me of in the sense of I don't know how much like I've taken things from them yeah because uh, I'm probably not that good but I like um <laughs> I like that I like I think they're really funny people and I, I really enjoy them as like um performers if you like and writers and yeah okay and so you said earlier that sort of improv and performing it wasn't really something that you you did so I'd like to talk about what is it that you do do when you're not um performing improv you know, what sort of job do you have what life what is life like when you're not improvising um okay so I am a student at the moment uh, I'm studying speech therapy Okay. Um, I've been I've been studying it online this year, which has been very unusual. 
And um, so that's what I spend most of my time doing, reading books about brains and mouths and different ways people speak and different sounds and stuff like that. Um, but I'm also an English teacher. And before I started studying speech therapy, I was a, an English teacher and I taught um, in Spain for about five years. Um, I taught in a language school here. I also taught for a charity. Um, so I'm, I do it in the summer now as well. So right now I'm an English teacher. Okay, cool. For the summer, <laughs> if you like. So that's kind of how I spend my professional time, really. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, well, being an English teacher, then, it's interesting that you sort of reached that point without having sort of any sort of performance background, because I'm a teacher and I know lots of English teachers that do have that performing background. Yeah, I mean, you get used to people looking at you a lot, I guess, but you always know the most in the room. So that kind of makes you feel a bit safer. Um, but yeah, generally, um, I was probably a bit of a show off as a kid, but um, I'm gen I generally don't want people looking at me. I used to hate being observed when I had to be observed as a teacher. Um, I still don't particularly like it, if I'm totally honest. Yeah. And um yeah so kind of the, the idea of performing really probably doesn't come that naturally to me but um yeah that that's kind of what that's what I do <laughs> I totally get what you're saying about being observed as a teacher because I've been teaching for quite a long time now and you know I teach with the style that I've cultivated all all of these years and I hate the thought that someone's going to come in and judge because you're always going to focus on anything negative that they they may say like nine amazing things and one negative and you'll just go away and focus on that one negative mm, no totally it, it is kind of um they always kind of write a list of things and there'll be one thing and it'll be like well actually you didn't you spent too much time talking or you didn't spend enough time talking or and those things kind of play in your mind don't they yeah but yeah it's it's um it's something I'm learning I'm getting better at I'm definitely more comfortable being observed now than I was when I first started teaching so that's good <laughs> <laughs> and with just back to improv how did you find the transition from in real life improv to zoomprov so when the pandemic hit and we were in lockdown I think that I um found it really hard at first I think I found it kind of difficult to be online I didn't particularly enjoy it I was in online all day for my job so yeah. that was a bit difficult and then I think I started to kind of grow into it I enjoyed it a bit more um but I have to admit I find online improv really tiring and I find it quite um I find it quite exhausting just like being online and talking to people and um it I don't know it's something quite difficult for me doing a performance and not having any kind of audience feedback because I like hearing what yeah. people think like I like knowing oh that's that's funny I'll carry on doing that or um that didn't get a laugh so it's probably it's probably worth abandoning or something like that like it's I think that we miss out on that with Zoom Prov a little bit and I struggle with that kind of yeah um but it is I think it is being great in the sense of it's allowed people to meet other people from all around the world um 
like, there's lots of classes you can take with people who you wouldn't normally take classes with. So in that way, it's been really cool. It's probably not something I'm going to carry on with. I imagine like, it's, like <laughs> I don't think I'd, I don't think I'm going to be a a Zoom improviser after everything. But it is right. it has been really positive. I think. So I've been thinking about this recently, and I think in many ways the zoom prov compared to in real life improv it's a little bit like the differences between being a stage actor and a screen actor because when you're on the stage it's your whole body and everything is thrown into it but when we're stuck in this little zoom box everything has to be more subtle and it's more on the facial movements and that kind of thing and and that is a lot like the differences between stage and screen yeah I think as well you've got this danger of everything being kind of like a talk like talking heads and it'd just be like conversations again and again and again and I think that I find that quite difficult I think it, I think as well because I'm quite a physical person I know yeah. that when I do improv I'm generally throwing myself on the floor or rolling on the floor or mm-hmm. um doing something stupid like that I think that being in a box I find a bit constricting at times it's nice to have a sit down though I do like sitting on my bum all day so that's quite nice <laughs> um but yeah I think it it's kind of um it's a very different experience and I I think that in a way it's really positive because it means that people can do improv from their home I don't think it'll um I don't think it'll disappear for a lot of people I think it'll still keep on going um, but I will be back on a stage whenever anyone lets me on one. Uh, <laughs> and how are things going with your troops? Are you able to sort of get out and, and practice with them at the moment, or do you have plans to? We've met up with um, Broken Chair a couple of times. Uh, we haven't had the whole gang because it's obviously like six yeah. is the maximum. Um, but that's been nice. We all had little visors on. Um, which is really fun if you're trying to have a drink because you just forget <laughs> it's there and smack yourself in the face. Um, and it was just really lovely to be in person, I think, and to um, well, to see people for a start because actually being in a room present with people is just really lovely. Yeah. Um, and also, I think... Um, we, you could tell there was kind of, we didn't quite know what we were doing. It was all a bit, we were a bit nervous. We got really tired really quickly. I think I've noticed that. Uh, but um, it was just lovely to be back in person. And um, so that's been fun. Um, Boss Birds, we're still meeting online. Um, and we've, um, we met in the park a couple of weeks ago, which was nice. Cool. Um, so yeah, I think that, Things are getting back to normal. I hope it, I'm hoping that we kind of get back in in real life soon. So that's been that'll be fun, I'm sure. And do you see yourself perhaps moving into sort of running any classes by yourself moving forward, so actually facilitating? I'd be very nervous too. I think um, it's it's something I think that I would like to kind of get more comfortable with if um, I did it because I think I want to make sure that I um that I'm not an improv expert so I'd like to kind of get more used to that before I I started doing anything like that really yeah um but possibly yeah I definitely think it's um an uh a possibility 
um but yeah it's I, I guess that it's um something that I have to I'll, I'll have to explore and 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 I have explored a bit but I think it's something that I'm gonna definitely um look into and try and get better at before actually do awesome <laughs> and how would you describe improv to somebody that had no idea what improv is okay so improv is a I feel like I'm doing like some sort of you know when you ask google something and it just gives you like <laughs> a really straight answer so it's a it's well I guess it's a form of unscripted theatre isn't it that has certain rules to kind of keep, make a scene happen but is also unscripted so so you have control of what happens at the time so something could be different each night you'll never get the same performance yeah that's probably how I'd go with it I imagine if I was um <laughs> explaining improv to um an alien or my granddad <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and do you have a favorite game good question I don't know actually I haven't played them in so long, I can't quite remember. I used to, often I'll go through phases with games. So I'll think that's awful, I really don't like it. And then I do it and I'm like, actually I can do it and it's good. So I like New Choice because that, I like kind of the point of desperation you get to where you're just yelling things out. So I think, I think that's quite <laughs> funny. Yeah. Uh, and I remember watching the Alphabet game for the first time and thinking that's terrifying. I'd never want to do that. And I think I didn't, to actually play the alphabet game until about a year into doing improv okay. and then when I did it it was like oh actually this is quite fun like but it took me a while to kind of feel brave enough to do it <laughs> <laughs> and have you played different connotations of the alphabet game like where you go backwards or you skip every other letter things like that I am um yeah I don't think that that my brain is not going to work it that well. <laughs> it's I, so hard. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I'm I'm just about managing the alphabet forward, so I, I'll I'll leave that one. But it was just kind of playing it and realizing, oh, this is this is good, and I like the thing of kind of throwing something else and then justifying it afterwards, and that can be really funny. I think to to make those yeah. um kind of make those. Um, links I really enjoy that um, and, but yeah I don't really have a favorite game I don't think okay. it's hard to choose isn't it yeah it's very hard to choose yeah. um, so I just want to talk to you about your heritage a little bit your, your surname Panny mm -hmm. uh, yes. where is that from so my dad's from Cyprus okay um, but my mum's from Liverpool so I'm, I'm half Cypriot <laughs> that's my heritage <laughs> uh, awesome so when you're not teaching English or learning speech therapy and not improvising, what do you enjoy in life? What do I enjoy in life? Um, good question. Um, to be honest, recently, all I've been doing is studying. So I'm kind of, I'm, I feel like I've kind of woken up from a dream and I'm like, oh, I've, I've got time to do things. Um, I... So when we were in real life, I used to also, um, me and my friend created a women's group um, that, okay. um, called Titbits, it was called. And um, 
we um so the idea was we had a guest every it was every month and they would talk about uh something that they've experienced in their life as a woman and how okay. that is different to um it my my thought was really that women are often kind of in, their stories are often ignored and interrupted and often we don't hear things from their perspective because um men surprising like surprisingly because you think the it was you think from what you hear and how people moan that, um, men speak a lot more than women so that was kind of the idea of the, the group um and we also we raised quite a lot of money for um a charity called refugee women connect okay um, which is very it's very close to my heart because um they basically um help um women and um who are refugees uh, or they've got they've been trafficked and they've come to the uk and um, right. allows them to it it kind of gives them resources so it gives them counseling it also gives them classes english classes wow. they do lots of things like that so I, it's something that's very kind of near and dear to my heart that that charity so um and we also like raised quite we did quite a lot of things um for homeless charities stuff like that so that was something that I was quite involved with before lockdown wow um what else do I do I run a little bit um and I I like drawing I do enjoy I, I enjoy art I'm not very good at it it's generally just something that I do on the side um I read a little bit I watch lots of tv um and yeah that's kind of that's kind of me sums <laughs> up I'm not a very exciting person <laughs> well exciting is what people make it you know what's it what, is true exciting it is to true. one isn't it exciting yeah. to others um it is true I just want to go back to your to the the tip bits and speak mm -hmm. about that for a sec you said you, you'd have different women coming up and speaking what sort of things would they speak about specifically um so we had um Sadly, we because of lockdown, we um, never really we never really got it going. It's something right. that maybe I'm going to look into trying once everything's lifted. I'm going to try and start it again. Um, but we had um, a woman who was a plasterer who came in. She started her own plastering business, okay. and it was kind of looking at things from her perspective. She hadn't talked to us about uh, what her life was like as a plasterer. Emma actually came as a guest and talked about what it was like uh, acting as a woman. Um, we had um, we had Michelle from the Paper Cut Project, um, which is a charity in Liverpool. She came for a week. Um, we had uh, eat. We had someone explain to us. Well, actually, the um, the other founder, Fane, she explained to us how to make eco bricks. So we did things like that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's something I'd like to kind of look into doing again in one day in the future when we get back into real life. And I. <laughs> Find, find a way else to do it I think it's something I'd like to to look into again um but yeah it's hard isn't it I think it wouldn't work online so I, I kind of want to wait for it to be in person yeah fair enough and just the opportunity to give someone a, a chance to talk and just be listened to I think if improv's yeah. taught me anything it's the power of just listening oh yeah totally yeah the idea of kind of having a space to just listen to someone else's story as well and to ask questions and to kind of have a conversation about something that isn't um 
I mean, it, I mean, it is political, isn't it? But it's not um, just to, for someone to say, this is what my experience was, because we hear all sorts, don't we, in the media, on the news, yeah. and actually hearing someone's perspective, I think that's really important. And just thinking of improv again, when, when you are up improvising, whether it's in real life or on Zoom, how do you cope with moments of brain fog where you just go completely blank and you've got nothing coming to you? That sounds like every time I do improv, to be fair. <laughs> um, so I think the best thing to do is to kind of think about what the last thing the person has said. And often repeating that helps, I think. So yeah. listening to what they said and repeating it. Um, I think that's probably what I do generally <laughs> I'm not I'm not kind of I, I do struggle a bit I'm not very eloquent uh like other people in scenes I think so I often struggle with like coming up with a coherent sentence fast so <laughs> I think that like kind of just listening to what the person said and responding to it is a really <laughs> yeah. Just, just yeah just doing that I think is just a really helpful technique to get through with improv or trying to think of how you can like create an escalation I just think that's a good thing so like, if you've had a, a laugh before maybe trying to use that repeating something is often a good call I think yeah because people like repetition it's always funny um so yeah <laughs> I think that would be my my advice if you got stuck don't listen to me then it's probably not good <laughs> and with you liking sort of the physicality of improv and throwing yourself into sort of being silly do you think that if you do sort of struggle with things to say you can perhaps rely on the fact that oh it's fine because I've got some funny I'm 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 a character right now and I'll just be this character and look a certain way move a certain way and that in itself might help me out in this situation possibly I think I probably don't rely on it as much as I should do um I have found that on uh, Ange hates this as well, but I found that when we do uh, rehearsals online, there's something about a camera in my face that really makes me want to like pick my nose and look in the screen <laughs> or do something like that. Um, so that's definitely something that I've discovered about myself while doing improv. Um, so things like that, I think, are always good to to fall back on. I don't think I do it as much as I should, um, but yeah, I think that it's it's probably it's definitely a good thing to do if you can. And how do you cope when you're in scenes where suggestions are given and you don't know the reference? Because I know some people that just just embrace it, whatever, and they just pretend they know. And I've got, uh, I know other people that in sessions will just sort of say, I don't know that reference. Can you give me something else, please? I think you take the reference and make what you will of it. I think yeah. that's the that's the best thing to do with it. So... As well, I think that often suggestions, they're there and they're helpful. Mm -hmm. um, and obviously it's kind of like that receipt to, receipt to the audience, isn't it? But I think if if you're forcing the suggestion to be the main thing the whole time, it's probably the scene's going to fall flat pretty quickly. Um, so even if you take that suggestion and make it the smallest thing possible, but carry on, I think that's probably the best thing to do rather than kind of rely on it also, I think it's quite funny when people use a suggestion, but not in the way you're expecting it. Yeah, I and that. I love, love, love watching someone really 
I, th- I think that's why I like improv. I really like watching people struggle. Um, <laughs> I like, just like pain. Um, I think that there's something quite funny about watching somebody with a reference that they're not aware of. And I've definitely been in yeah. situations where somebody's given me a, a reference that I don't really know. And that struggle that you're going through. Um, I mean, I lose sleep at night afterwards, but I think that it's, um, <laughs> I think that there is something quite, um, I think that's what makes improv quite funny, watching somebody kind of have to deal with something. It's like throwing things at somebody and watching them try to go with it. Yeah. So I think that's kind of part of it, really. I wouldn't, I don't think, have I ever just said, I don't know what this, the, I probably have. Yeah, I've definitely been in a situation where someone's like said a, a band from like the 70s, something like I've never heard of them before. <laughs> um, but I think that maybe using the words or something like that, that that's often quite helpful, I think. Like just standing still and being like, I don't know, probably is not the right thing to do. That would be my thoughts anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> about what you were saying about sort of watching people struggle is... is entertaining in many ways it is because it's not that they're struggling but it's that they're still managing to make something great out of something they're not sure of and in Mm. some ways that's more pleasing than seeing someone that's super slick oh yeah give me anything and i'll just instantly make it awesome and and it doesn't look like there's any struggle but when you can see that struggle and still see that they've managed to turn it into something great i think there is something in that for the audience I mean, I think I just might be a horrible person. <laughs> just enjoy watching people struggle. It's either or, I'm not sure. <laughs> do you ever give, are you Are you the sort of person that does give people like difficult things to have to deal with in scenes? Um, it depends how well I know them. I would never do it in a drop-in where yeah. I don't know people very well. Um, but I definitely, you once you learn... Once you're with the group for quite a long time, I think you know how to kind of push each other's buttons and you know yeah. kind of, oh, someone will react to this if I do this. Or um, I know what someone will do if... I know what what people will do as a result kind of thing. Yeah. And I think that um, I've definitely kind of gone, oh, like, can you sing that song for me? Or I'm like, really, like, I like kind of watching someone struggle like that. But I think it is just because I'm quite a bad person. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I would never do it. I think it's to do with trusting people and knowing where you are in a scene. I wouldn't do it with, obviously, um, new people or people who are definitely uncomfortable with that. I think that's a given, though. I think we, we kind of expect that. Yeah. Um, just be nice to people (laughs) yeah it is really important that you you have made that point though because you can reach that point when you're performing with people that you have built that trust with and when when people on you you want them to to feel welcome and and not scare them off uh, by putting them in situations that might make them feel uncomfortable yeah obviously (laughs) kind of a given (laughs) Uh, I just want to ask about things like impressions and accents are you good with with impressions and accents no I'm terrible at impressions and accents um (laughs) I am very bad at them I've definitely done them but I avoid them like the plague um yeah I'm I'm not not good at impressions or accents (laughs) (laughs) 
And as we're drawing towards the end here, I just want to ask, you know, what does improv mean to you? Um, improv, what does it mean to me? Good question. Um, I think for me, improv's just been a really great way to be creative, um, to uh, make lots of friends. It's definitely um, opened a lot of kind of it's it's kind of opens a lot of um I don't that's not what I'm trying to say I'm not very good with here's loads of ums and ums please edit out later um so it for me I think that improv is just a really lovely fast way to be creative and silly uh, and I think we just need more of that in the world in general <laughs> that's what I would say excellent thank you thank you so... very much where can people uh, find you if, if they want to see you performing or joining perhaps in any drop-in sessions? Okay, um, so I think probably the best place to go is um, Boss Bed's page or to um, Broken Chair Improv. I think it's Boss Bed's Improv and Broken Chair Improv off the top of my head. There is an American team called Boss called 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 broken chair and they're not us and they've been kind of on hiatus for years so if it looks a bit blank then avoid them come to us instead um but yeah that's where to find me excellent yeah well thank you very much it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you you're very welcome and uh, good luck getting back into the real world and enjoying as much improv as you can Thank you very much. Thank you. Well, thank you so much to Andrew. She is a really talented improviser and I'm pleased that I was finally able to have her on the podcast. I hope that you enjoyed listening to that chat as much as I enjoyed actually taking part in that chat. Now then, if you are interested in getting into improv or are already involved in improv and want to try out a different improv scene, then all the info you need can be found at www.liverpoolcomedyimprov.co.uk. You can also check us out on Facebook by searching for Liverpool Comedy Improv and on Twitter and Instagram we are at Live Comedy Improv. Do check out all of the social media for Liverpool Comedy Improv and the website because there's lots of exciting new changes that have recently been taking place, lots of in-person classes that you're now able to go and take part in as well as online still going strong. So do have a look at everything that Liverpool Comedy Improv has to offer because there's so much available right now. Also, while you're checking out new things, why don't you check out Boss Birds and Broken Chair Improv and see Andrea in action, plus all of the other wonderful people involved in those troops. You can check out the Facebook page for this show. Just search for the Liverpool Comedy Improv cast and you'll find everything you need all in that one place. We post the trailers for new episodes every Thursday. We post new episodes every Monday and everything you need can be found on that Facebook page. And if you are a member of the LCI community and you would like to be a guest on the show, then please get in touch with me or with Emma Bird. I will make arrangements as soon as possible. As always, don't forget, if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, please rate the show, leave a review, and that will help 
to really boost the show and get our name out there. If you're interested in me at all, you can find me on social media. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Just look for at Ian Luke Jones. My YouTube's full of all sorts of videos that will hopefully entertain you. And that's pretty much it. I look forward to seeing you all again next week for another fantastic episode. Thank you for listening. But before we go, here are some words that are wise, wise, wise. Always remember, whatever the situation, to treat life like improv. And yes, and...